Welcome to Sound Waves at St. Bede's, a weekly podcast of St. Bede's Episcopal Church in Los Angeles, California, a vibrant and inclusive community of faith serving Venice, Playa Vista, Mar Vista, Ocean Park, Santa Monica, and beyond. Each week, Sound Waves features the sermon from last week's Sunday's worship services. In addition, as often as possible, we share selections from the extraordinary St. Bede's music program update our listeners on church news, and convey the stories of our faith as we live out our baptismal covenant. As always, we invite you to worship with us at St. Bede's on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. Additional information and directions to our church campus can be found on our website, stbedesla.org, S-T-B-E-D-E-S-L-A.org. Thank you for listening. May the love of Christ be with you today and always. Today is a unique day in the church year. It is also an ordinary day in the church year. On this Sunday in the church, we celebrate the Trinity. Trinity Sunday is the only liturgical feast day devoted to a doctrine. Are there any theologians in the house? If so, raise your hand and I'll have you come up here and preach instead of me. (laughs) For the past couple of months, we have swept through Lent and Holy Week. We've experienced the glorious season of Easter. And then just last Sunday, we celebrated the Holy Spirit empowering of the church. But today we arrive on the doorstep of what the church calls ordinary time. Not in the sense that things are just blah or that goes on for a long period of time, which it does, but that's not what makes it ordinary. What makes it ordinary is it's actually organized ordinarily on numbers. And on this first ordinary Sunday after the Pentecost, we celebrate the Holy Trinity, which in one way might feel a little bit of an awkward springboard into the church's longest season. Awkward. Anyone ever had awkward moments in their lives? I know I've had a couple of them. But I want to share with you a little bit about being awkward as a kid. There was only a couple, a handful of days throughout my childhood, count them on my fingers, where my mom, for whatever reason, wasn't the one getting us ready for school, making us breakfast, and taking us to school. Um, And on those rare occasions where she couldn't do it, my, my dad stood in. And those were awkward times. You never knew what clothes he'd pick out for you if you were the younger ones. When you're older, luckily, you got to choose out your own clothes. You never knew what the mystery meal was going to be in your lunchbox. Breakfast, well, breakfast consisted of things like Pop-Tarts and Kool-Aid And if we could talk him into it, some chocolate cake. 
And then soon thereafter, you found yourself standing on the curb of the school, holding a lunchbox, which you realize is not your G.I. Joe lunchbox, but you have been given by your dad your sister's Barbie lunchbox. <laughs> and you also discover that you left your homework at home and you realize that you're already 10 minutes late from, for school. That is awkward. Now, I'm not picking on my dad, it's just this wasn't his strong suit. This wasn't his forte, getting us ready and out the door. It was for him a really awkward point in what we might say the child-parent relationship. I can't be the only one who's had awkward moments like this growing up. I hope. This morning, admittedly, I think that the Trinity is a little bit awkward for us in the church. We don't know what to make of it. It's this theological conviction that has had thousands, if not millions, of articles and books written about, but yet no one really can fully explain to us what the Trinity is. If you can, then come on up, because I'll let you take over here. But the Trinity's awkwardness probably lies in our own inability to fully understand and articulate its majestic mystery. Yes, it's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but it is so much more. Recently, um, a colleague of mine, some of you know his name, Scott Gunn, who's one of the brain trusts behind Linton Madness, um, wonderfully summed up the conundrum of Trinity Sunday when he wrote this. Many preachers will dive into a pithy attempt to explain the mystery of the holy and undivided Trinity in five minutes or less. These efforts are rarely successful and they're often heretical. You see, the Trinity is a rich mystery, and it does not lend itself to bumper sticker summaries. Good point. This preacher has no intention this morning to explain to you the intricacies of the mystery of the Holy and Undivided Trinity in five minutes, nor am I going to offer you some bumper sticker statement to walk out of here with regards to the Trinity. I would have better luck offering a crash course in brain surgery than trying to explain to you the theological intricacies of the Trinity. Nor do I want to reduce it to some pithy statement. Instead, in attempting to explain a little bit about the Trinity this morning and for us to wrestle what this really means for us in our Christian journey, I want to ask us a very practical question for us to kind of think about and chew on. How does the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, how does the Holy Trinity connect to our day-to-day -day lives? Now, some of you might argue you need to know something about the Trinity before we answer the question, how does it connect to our daily lives? And I'm going to say that you all know something about the Trinity already. And we do need to know a little bit about the Trinity, but we don't need to know everything about the Trinity to answer this morning's question. 
Here's where I think it's really important. What we know about the Trinity is that the Trinity is a divine manifestation of a relationship, a sacred and holy relationship. It's a relationship shared between God the Creator, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. From this relationship, all things come into being and have meaning. We, the people of God, all of us in this room, all of our brothers and sisters throughout this, this humanity, are beneficiaries of this mysterious yet empowering relationship. So at the most basic level, and given the understanding, the Trinity invites us to reflect on our relationships within our own daily lives. This is what I think is at the heart of our experience of the Trinity. It is a relationship that we ought to study and embrace and desire to emulate. It's about our relationship with God. The Trinity is our relationship with God and God's relationship with us, but it's also about our relationship with others. It's about our relationships with our, our spouses and partners, our siblings and our children, our grandchildren, our colleagues and co-workers, our friends, our families, our church family, our neighbors, our community, and even those we don't even have relationships with. In this morning's gospel reading, it comes from John. And jo um, Jesus is nearing the end of his farewell discourse, which admittedly, we talked about it in Bible and Breakfast this Sunday, it's almost jarring to be the last couple weeks in Jesus' final days and final moments after we had just celebrated Easter, but we are, we're there, we're there listening to Jesus celebrate, but most importantly, emphasize those relationships that are most important to him. And that's what we get in the intimacy of this farewell discourse. And also, might I add, what is astounding to me, and it reminds me when I think about it, is that in Jesus' last moments, Yes, he was working, you know, so hard to strengthen those relationships with his disciples, especially as he was about to pass on his legacy in the church to them. But you know what is stunning is also the ways in Jesus' last days and moments, he was still trying to cultivate and strengthen and even bridge relationship with those who opposed him those who intended to hurt him, and even those who intended to kill him. The Trinity is about being relational. The Trinity is about celebrating relationship. And in that, we work each and every day faithfully to realize that God is calling us to look at our relationships. Jesus 
words this morning are a radical call for unity. He alludes to the mysterious and intimate relationship he shares with the Father and with the Spirit. A relationship that he hopes to extend to his followers. And that's important. When you think about the Trinity, yes, it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but it doesn't have its strength and power if it does not include God's people. You and I. So we're not some fourth wheel to this relationship. Instead, Jesus wants his followers to be beneficiaries of the relationship he holds with the Father and with the Spirit. Where we go, the Trinity goes. Think about that. You woke up this morning, you got dressed, stepped outside your house, and you probably heard the birds chirping, you probably saw the sun rising or in the sky. There's God the Creator right there where you are. You come this morning and you'll take the body and bread of Jesus Christ, the blood and wine of Jesus Christ, and Jesus will meet you there in the Eucharist. You'll go from this place today and you'll have some extraordinary interaction in some simple yet profound way and right there, the Holy Spirit is meeting you. The Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is both our foundation and our inspiration. The Trinity is both the clay and the potter's hands which forms us. Simultaneously, the Trinity embraces us. God embraces us. And the Trinity pushes us out boldly into the world. Because the church is relational. The church is about relationships. And not just with God. And not just with one in this room but our relationships beyond this campus, beyond these walls, beyond our community. The ways and means in which the Trinity seeks to be in union with us are the ways and means in which we are called to be in relationship with others. So what do our relationships look like? Some are great, some are a little bit messy. What relationship in your day-to-day -day life is the strongest? And what makes that relationship so strong? What relationship in your life is the weakest? And what makes that relationship weak? What relationship in your life is hindering you from being the person that God wants you to be? What relationship in your life is empowering you to be the person God wants you to be? 
What relationship in our daily lives would benefit from us being more present and attentive? That's the beauty of God. God is always present and always attentive to who we are and what we need. We need to reflect that to a world in need. We need to reflect that in our own relationships with those we love, with those we cherish, those that we hold near and dear, and even those we see as opposite of us, differing from us, not sharing our same beliefs theologically, politically, socially, whatever it might be. We are called by God to be in relationships. The church does not exist unless it is a community built upon relationships. Not hunkered down relationships, relationships that go out into the world and share that good news. The great theologian Forrest Gump once said, you know, it's funny what a young man recollects. Because I don't remember being born. I don't recall what I got my first Christmas, and I do not know when I went out on my first outdoor picnic. But I do remember the first time I heard the sweetest voice in the wide world. We might not fully understand the Trinity. We might wrestle with how each part of the triune God is both co-equal and co-eternal. We might not fully understand how the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are distinct yet one. But what we can remember is the mystical relationship and profound impact that the Trinity has on our lives each and every day. As beneficiaries, we would be remiss if we treated the Trinity as anything ordinary. It's extraordinary. Because God is extraordinary, and our relationship with God is extraordinary, and thus our relationship with God's people ought to be extraordinary. And there's nothing ordinary about the relationships we have with one another. Our relationships we form and the relationships we maintain with those we call God, spouse, partner, significant other, parent, sibling, child, grandchild, co-worker, colleague, friend, family, neighbor, or either, even stranger. I want to believe that when we are at that moment, when we're going to be nearest to our Lord, when we're taking those last very breaths, I want to believe that those things on our mind, 
are going to be our relationships. Those who inspired you, those who nurtured you, those who empowered you. And you remember those that you inspired, those you empowered, those you raised up and cared for. Let the Trinity be a reminder that God is ever-present in our lives. And we need to be ever-present in the lives of God's people. Amen. Thank you for listening to Soundwaves at St. Bede's. If you want to learn more about St. Bede's, we invite you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at St. Bede's LA. If you like Soundwaves, please leave us a review on Apple iTunes. Our worship services on Sunday are at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are welcome at St. Bede's. Additional information and directions to our church campus can be found on our website, stbedesla.org, S-T-B-E-D-E-S-L-A.org. Thank you again for listening, and may you be blessed this day and every day by God's unconditional love and eternal grace.